All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nothing But Time. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, 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 welcome back. <laughs> Dude, I've been trying to think of, like, what I should say when we start recording. I've switched it up, I think, every episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll have to try out a lot of things and see, see what the people like. Yeah, well, yeah, to our eight listeners... dude one of which isn't even my mom i was over at her house yesterday and she's like yeah i feel like a bad mom but i gotta tell you i haven't listened to any of your episodes anything yet i was like oh okay (laughs) um so she said she's gonna give it a try and i told her to to watch them so she can catch up yeah, my my dad listens to every single one, um, but my my mom's only listened to episode two, I believe, that I that I know of. Yeah. But so that means that means that so two of our listeners are my parents, and then who are least, the other listeners? Yeah, I, I don't know who the other people are. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. I don't know. Dang. Um, we should get them yeah. on here. Our first our first <laughs> listeners. Yeah. So who's actually listening to us? <laughs> yeah. Please please I, I, DM I, I, us. I, I, Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell them uh, all about the new Instagram. Yeah, so for those listening, we just uploaded some stuff to our new Instagram page. It is nothing but time underscore. Um, we have some, we're going to be uploading some, like, clips, and then we're going to upload some, like, funny quotes or stuff like that on there so to give you, like, an idea of what's coming or what episodes have happened. And I think it'll be good so other people can find us. And... Yeah, so, yeah, I think that'll be a good thing to have. Yeah, definitely uh, give us a follow over there. Um, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's make it happen. But uh, anyways, so this episode's going to be a little bit more serious. Um, I know in uh, episode two we talked about how um, we're going to start a little mini-series about life lessons we've learned through athletics uh, in our young careers. Uh, so if, if you haven't heard our s- stories or you don't know us or what we're about or what we've done in life, uh, go back and give episode two a listen, and uh, over there we kind of take 20 minutes each to explain our stories and kind of what we've done. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in that, go back and give that a listen. But um, I guess I'm going to go first, and the first lesson is going to be titled, Eat the Cookie. So, Wilson, when I say eat the cookie, what do you what does that bring to mind? Um, well, first it makes me think of an actual cookie and <laughs> how I kind of want one right now, now that you mention it. Um but I know that's not what you mean, and I know you're going to do a better job of explaining what you actually mean by this phrase. Oh, yeah. So, so eat the cookie. This, this kind of started with something I noticed uh, in college. So for those that don't know, I competed on a triathlon team in college for four years. and Go Royals. Now, so, yeah, yeah, Royal up, <laughs> baby. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, in triathlon, as in most endurance sports, there can be a lot of worry, uh, stress, and anxiety around what you eat and like body image and things like that. Uh, so this is obviously most noticeable in the dining hall. Um, so the dining hall at Queens probably isn't going to win any awards for uh, its food anytime soon. Uh, but anyways, one thing it always did right was its cookies. So <laughs> those cookies are pretty bomb. Um, yeah, they're really but, they're good. But coming in as a freshman. This is something that I started to notice as I got older, uh, and, I, and I'm definitely guilty of it as well when I came in as a freshman. But most people come in and they want their plate to look as healthy as possible because they think that's just what we do on the team. You know, it's like we're supposed to be these these elite athletes, and we're going to eat super healthy, and the body's a temple, and all this stuff. And so people come in and they 
fill up their plates with, you know, veggies and fruits and, you know, good lean meats and stuff, which is all fine and dandy. And that's, that's amazing. But most people have anxiety about eating the cookie. Okay. Most people, when they first get there, usually uh, are hesitant to hit up the dessert bar and stuff. Uh, they're usually hesitant to, you know, really splurge on anything that they might actually want to eat besides those healthy things because they think there might be some sort of judgment uh, and whatnot. But, you know, usually as, as the school year goes on and people get older and wiser, that, that changes and everybody typically eats what they want. Uh, and, and I will say that nobody judges anybody on what they eat and things like that, a little disclaimer. But um, I think the phrase, eat the cookie, can definitely be applied uh, to life. Um, because I think there's so many things in life that we we want and that we usually don't allow ourselves to have and we build up these, this anxiety and this worry and that you know tends to be more detrimental than if we had just given ourselves what we want initially anyways. And now that doesn't mean you should sit there and you should eat 20 some odd cookies at every meal because you want to or you should only eat like ice cream cookies and cake and, and by all means, you know, definitely splurge a little bit and treat yourself. But... Um, don't overdo it. Um, and I think that can go for pretty much anything in life. You know, if you want to watch that favorite show on Netflix or if you want to play some video games or if you want to go outside, you know, life doesn't always have to be about productivity or being super healthy or super fit and things like that. You know, we can definitely treat ourselves and have a little bit more fun. Um, and I actually, just to make this a little bit more serious, I actually pulled up uh, a psychology study um, that I knew about from uh, my studies at Queens. Um, and so in 1996, Roy Baumeister, I think that's, I think I'm saying his name properly, did a study on willpower and he took 67 adult participants and he put them into a room that smelled like freshly baked cookies and then they let them mingle in the room for a little bit and then they split the group in half and so one of those groups was allowed to eat the cookies and eat sweets and splurge a bit while the other group they were allowed to smell the cookies they were allowed to touch them pick them up and smell them like super close but they were not allowed to eat them they were instead they were offered radishes to eat um, but yeah, but they, they could not eat the cookie. And so then they split the groups into two separate rooms and they each a group was assigned a, a puzzle. And I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this, but I believe the puzzle was impossible to solve. And what they were testing was willpower. And what they found was that the group that was allowed to eat the cookies and they didn't spend that willpower on refusing the cookies or denying themselves the cookies that group actually spent more time on the puzzle and took more attempts at solving the puzzle whereas the group that ate the radishes and, and was denied the cookies they actually spent less time on the puzzle and they gave up a lot quicker because they had used up so much willpower and so this study kind of showed us that you can measure or train willpower in a way and so throughout my time at Queens I started to tell people to just go ahead and eat the cookie you know, the detriments in the cookie with like the sugar and all the bad stuff that's kind of negligible because the cookie's gonna go straight to your soul. And usually I started saying that as a joke, but the older I got, the more I started to really mean. And now I will forever stand on the hill where I tell people to eat the cookie because I truly believe you're gonna be a better person because you ate that cookie. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a, yeah, I think that's like a perfect phrase. And I know that I definitely fell victim to trying to have a super clean plate. I, I literally remember one of the first meals I had in the dining hall, I think it was a lunch, um, and it was like a super clean looking plate, like just fruit, chicken, and like some vegetables. Like, so pretty much no carbs or anything. And I remember someone asking like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, that's all you're gonna eat? And I was like, oh yeah, like 
got to be really healthy and lean, right? And they're like, no, like you can you can eat more than that. Like you can you can go out and you don't have to eat like perfect all the time. Like I literally had this conversation with someone, and like when you say that, like it brings me back to that, and I totally have shifted my mindset and. I think like you being there and you telling me this stuff in person while I was there like was a really big part of it and it's something that I've really appreciated and it's just it honestly like has made me a happier person because um, there are times when I was maybe I'm really OCD as a person like if you don't know me I'm I'm really OCD about stuff and food is something I used to be highly OCD about so at the time I thought I was healthy because like I was eating super clean, but I was eating so clean and like putting so much pressure on myself that I wasn't actually living a healthy lifestyle. And I think especially like endurance athletes, like that happens to them a lot. And it's like a really big issue with people. Um, And it's something I noticed is happening to me and when I shifted this mindset and like started enjoying like the little things, eating the cookie, like it really does go to your soul and it made me feel so much more holistically healthy, not just physically, but like mentally. And I think if your mental game is stronger, healthier, happier, that's going to have more an effect on your physical game. And I think that's a really important thing to make note of. And it often gets overlooked because we're so strict on ourselves sometimes and so determined to have this like ideal plate like you said and like this goal and we just we um get too involved with it and it just becomes this burden and it's really hard to get past but once you do get past like you said and you accept that you can eat the cookie and it will be okay you really will live a half happier and healthier life yeah 100 percent. and that's that's why i tell everybody just yeah. go ahead and eat the cookie yeah eat what you want I, I i know one time it was advised to me as a student athlete that when i walk into that that cafeteria that my my first go like my first go-to my first option the first thought in my head should be to go to the salad bar and <laughs> i like i hate that 100 because i'm i'm gonna tell you that salad bar is the last thing on my mind when I'm walking into that cafeteria, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, think, think about that environment that we were in. It's just a little microcosm for life, really. You know, we're, as, and as a student athlete in college, I think everybody can ex, like, experience this the same way. And, because uh, waking up and having a practice and then, you know, having to rush back and go to class and stuff and have, you know, basically you're just repeating, going through your routine of practicing class and, and recovery and trying to get sleep and stuff. And, just eat the freaking cookie. Like, don't. Like, if you go to a salad bar every time you went into that cafeteria, you would starve and you would die and you would be miserable. Okay, you wouldn't die. Yeah. That's dramatic. But you would be just miserable. <laughs> it would. It would be soul crushing. Yeah. And so that's why. That's why I believe that eating that cookie literally goes to your soul because it's just gonna make you a happier human being. Yeah. And it's. It's not. It's not worth it taking that energy and that the the negative impacts um on your mental health to not eat that cookie and deny yourself that cookie because life is stressful and you know whatever your cookie may be you know, i'm a full advocate for eating it you know yeah and it's and also like you're probably going to touch on this but the cookie isn't always necessarily the cookie the cookie can be whatever you want it to be whatever it is that thing that you're depriving yourself of and that 
if you were to allow it in your life, it would give you some joy, it would give you some happiness, and it would make you feel holistically better. And like we had a friend, a mutual friend, who's also on the Queens team. His name was Jack, and he would always <laughs> eat pizza and pineapple and like a, a no, cookie. It was, it, was, well, it, it was it was it was pizza it was pizza fries and uh, and blue Powerade. Right, that is like pretty much all he ate ever for like dinner or lunch or whatever. And we we jokingly called him scurvy because like he wasn't getting all of his vitamins, and we were afraid he's gonna get he was gonna get it like the pirates used to. But truthfully, he was probably pretty happy because he enjoyed it, and that was his cookie. <laughs> yeah, you know That's so, exactly what he wanted to eat. Yeah, and, like and he was and he was a pretty dang good athlete. You know? Oh yeah, like, like he would he would eat that prime. stuff. And then he would go shock us, um, like wh- wherever we were, like training wise or whatever. But I think it really like can go back to like mentally, like he was he was happy, like he was that was what he wanted. He allowed himself to eat that, and so it overall made him a better athlete. Yeah, I agree. Eat the cookie is definitely a metaphor, and I mean as long as whatever your quote unquote cookie is, as long as you're not you know harming others or it's not something you know illegal you know right that, sure I should, yeah i should i should have i should have said that uh in the beginning but yeah. you know we don't endorse <laughs> that kind of behavior here yeah <laughs> yeah not here um but yeah I, I think that's something that i don't know if we ever openly discussed that as a as a team i don't really like maybe not as a whole no i think i think individually it, yeah among amongst ourselves it was definitely yeah. a topic of discussion well and i think it's i think it's something that should be addressed and should be talked about within a team in a group scenario because it is so important and it's just something that gets overlooked a lot um like the big things that are thought about when being an athlete it's like physical fitness like the training the recovery and then the diet but the mental health is often like it can be overlooked it doesn't seem like one of those important pillars but truthfully it's one of the most important and all of that ties into it. Yeah, I think in terms of eating, sometimes you got to forget, you know, the calorie counts or you got to forget the sugar and what yeah. something's made out of. And if if it's going to be better for your soul and just make you happy, then just go ahead and eat it, you know? Yeah. And odds are tomorrow you're just going to forget about it and your performance isn't going to be affected in any way, shape, or form. You know? Right. And, and there's a... Uh... There's this book that I, I read once, and it, w- it was like this trainer wrote it, and it was kind of like a CrossFit place, but it was this really intense program. Henry Cavill, who played Superman, actually trained with them to get ready for his role as Superman. Um, he got like jacked with them or whatever, but um, he was talking about like a story, and it was this type of instance. One of his athletes, really, really good athlete, com- competitor in like the CrossFit world and stuff, his his favorite thing was like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, like one of those little pints of ice cream, and he would eat them, like after hard workouts. It was either after a hard workout or every day or something. And like this dude's a really impressive, like borderline professional athlete. So it's like not like he was getting fat or anything. But the trainer had him stop eating them to see if like his performance would get better if he would cut a little bit of body fat and like see how his like athleticism if it would grow. And what he found was when he wasn't eating that, he actually didn't do as well. While he maybe looked a little bit more like cut or whatever because he was cutting some calories, his athleticism was dropping, his 
strength was going down, and it was purely just because he wasn't as in a happy state. You know, like he wasn't as like um, excited to like do stuff because he didn't like he wasn't allowing himself that like reward, that like treat. Yeah, and that's that's a very similar story to I mean ninety nine percent of athletes that kind of go through the same thing that have yeah. that that coach or that trainer that tells them oh you need to cut out all this and they go down yeah. that rabbit hole you know you might you might lose weight and you might think you look good initially and stuff but you know it almost always leads to decreases in performance yeah sure. um, and I, I mean there definitely are some people that can handle it like if, if you're an elite super driven athlete or a driven person and you know that there's one thing you got to cut out to get to where you want to be that's fine I'm, I'm not saying that people shouldn't do that at all um, but I'm saying that for for most of us just go ahead and, and eat the cookie because you're probably going to be better for it. That's why I, I'm not a fan of fad diets or super strict diets because oftentimes those restrictions are going to be a lot worse. Uh, oh, initially. yeah. Oh, dude, and I've tried my fair share of diets, let me tell you. I've, yeah. I've done paleo. I've done vegetarian. I've done – pretty sure I did keto at one point probably. Um, I've never done full vegan, but, like, I've gotten close, and it's just uh, – not worth it it's they don't last i don't think yeah i mean my, my first um i remember uh, my senior year of high school when i first started taking nutrition seriously when i was learning about it mm-hmm. i um i i went on um the paleo diet just because it was like from my perspective back then the easiest way of eating that i thought um that would be super healthy and beneficial for me right because it time. is the most natural yeah, yeah i did that one the speaking. longest yeah yeah, and I, and I just kind of I wanted to do something where I wanted to go all in on it. I didn't want to kind of ease into it. I just wanted to dive head first. And I mean, I, I did I did lose a lot of weight, and I did, and I was uh, very fit at the time. And some of my fastest run times ever were during that period. But then eventually, I just got so sick of eating all that stuff, and I wanted to go back to eating what I was before. And so I kind of had like a, I don't know if you'd call it like a relapse, but I was just like, all right, like forget this stuff. I want to eat what I. Uh, I think I did it for two months maybe, but you can go back and you can look at um, pictures of me in my tri suit from that time period, and I look so skinny. Mm-hmm. I think I think around that time I was one forty five ish. I was oh wow at the same height. And, yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't grown since sophomore year of high school, um, but now I'm like I'm like one sixty one sixty five, and I'm just as strong, fast, powerful, whatever. Yeah. You're a pretty uh, muscly dude. Like yeah, I, I always, I always have been. I don't, I don't really know where I, I get that from. Because I mean, I, I wouldn't say either of my parents are like jacked. Unless I mean, I bet my mom has some Olympic lifting genes that she just doesn't know about that haven't been like hacked <laughs> into yet. <laughs> That's probably where it comes from. Yeah. But um, anyways, but yeah, I mean, and you know, I'm just as fit and strong as I was then. Now and you know, I have that wisdom and that knowledge now, and so that's why I feel the need to share it. And you know, I say that I'm, I'm. 20 pounds heavier than I was when yeah. I was super strict about my diet and I eat whatever I want really and through smarter training and performance and, and recovery and things like that I've been able to obtain you know the same level of, of fitness so yeah no I know That's the feeling lesson. yeah it's a great one I think everyone should definitely make note of it and think about like if they have been depriving themselves of anything and what is it and how can they incorporate it back in their lives so it can be a healthy compromise and balance because balance is one of the most important things and if you don't have balance then it's it's hard to really do anything um and i think this lesson is like 
a big part of it is balance um, and finding what it is you want to let yourself be the as the cookie. So yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, yeah, that was our first kind of little mini life lessons. Um, yeah. And uh, it was probably we're probably gonna get better at it. You know, that that first one might have been a little rough, but uh, hey, we're brand new to this, and and neither of us are trained psychologists. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> people like that. So this this. I should uh, I should have said this in the beginning, but all of this is just strictly from our experiences, and we're just trying to draw lessons that we think can help anybody. Um, these are all our opinions, but I mean we think they can help. Yeah. So, yeah, if you like this, uh, you know, give us a follow, follow, follow us on Instagram, um, follow the podcast, give it a review, positive review. You know, tell your family, tell your friends, and yeah. uh, we hope to see you back here next week. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.